Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of Mental Wealth. I am Ran Jomo, and I am here. I am here. I am here, and I am so happy to be here. I'm happy that you who has just clicked on this is listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. I hope that you get something from it. I hope, I hope, I hope that you know that you who is listening, you are loved. You are adored. You are special. Just like I am. <laughs> just like I am. You are loved. Let me say that again because I'm feeling so much love today. I'm feeling so much love. I'm feeling so much peace. I'm feeling so much happiness and I want you to feel that. Just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and feel. Feel, feel. Wow. I don't know if you felt that. I don't know if you felt that. I don't know if you felt that. But I did. And that's really all that matters. And on today's episode, I really wanted to take a chip down memory lane for a second. Laugh at myself, Kidogo also. <laughs> and um, just be open like I always am with you guys. Oh, Today I wanted to talk about my relationship history. And more specifically, if you listen to last episode, I talked about these things called attachment styles. And um, if you don't remember, just go back. I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> but I did say that uh, I was very open and I said that my attachment style was the anxious, preoccupied attachment style, which um, in the simplest terms has to do with having a very heavy and crippling sense not really sense but fear of abandonment and then and, and we don't want to live in fear anymore do we i don't want to live in fear anymore but i'll go back down my memories and share with you guys points of time in my life where i let fear dictate how I related in my relationships. And another thing is the attachment styles. I'll just remind you guys there's four of them. There's the secure one. There's the anxious attachment. There's the avoidant dismissive. You know what? I can't even remember all of them and it doesn't matter. You have a phone. You have Google. You can Google as you listen to my lovely voice talk to you today. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this shit. I really am. So... In fact, my therapist told me that um, your attachment cells really come out mostly when, when you're in a romantic relationship. Really, they show themselves in all your relationships with your friends, your workmates, um, but mostly they come out in your romantic relationships. And as someone who started having romantic relationships at 16 years old, God help me, what the hell was I thinking? I wasn't. There's the answer. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, man. But yeah, my first relationship, what? I was 16 years old. My first uh, quote-unquote love. Um, and I did feel like, I will say that because at that age, at that point in time, I was convinced that was love. And that was real to me. 
and I know people would would say, oh, you are 16, you are, you didn't really know what love is. Nigga, I don't care what you think. I was in love, dog. Me, I knew at 16 I was going to marry that girl. <laughs> me, I knew, but me, I was already planning a wedding. <laughs> Dear Lord, I've come from so far, yo. I've come from so far. So, yeah, that first relationship lasted, what, nine months lasted nine months it was it was great honestly so i'm really grateful for the experience and i have no bad things to say about that person i hope they're doing well i wish them the best but that first relationship broke me it really it ruined me and and it was my first brush with depression acting like actively knowing that oh shit okay yeah there's something wrong and um here's a funny story actually <laughs> this girl broke up with me yeah um 2016 i think it was august maybe and i was in okunda uh i was at a wedding yeah somebody was there <laughs> i was attending someone's wedding someone was there really committing their whole life to someone else they had found their person while i was there celebrating their marriage and getting my heart ripped into Two million fucking pieces. It was hilarious. And I can very vividly remember the way that conversation went down. Because I can remember, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that girls break up with you mentally first before they do it physically. They break up with you mentally. So I could feel for like, maybe like two weeks, yeah, this girl is done with me. But I didn't want to believe it. I was so afraid that this girl was going to leave me obviously attachment style fear of abandonment i was like oh shit like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna... and then when it happened it happened i was i remember i was sitting outside my room on the balcony and this girl is talking to me on the phone and telling me xyz yeah and i'm just remembering <laughs> excuse me i'm just remembering yeah she told me it's like <laughs> this is so fucking funny to think about. This is so hilarious to think about that you don't think of it as a breakup. I'm paraphrasing, but that you don't think of it as a breakup, more like a demotion. <laughs> You're being demoted from boyfriend to best friend. Really? What? That's <laughs> and I was I was there sitting in my chair. Oh, really? It's 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 just a demotion, yeah. Oh, I was such a poor, poor, naive young man. And that was the first time someone besides the person who left me already, I'm not going to die I'm not going to dive deep into childhood trauma right now. But that was the first person who I loved that left me and it it it, it broke me. It seriously, it seriously hurt me. And you know what? <clears throat> I was cool for a while and then you know what happened, yeah? So we were broken up for a bit, and like we were, in, we were both in year eleven. And but then I'm just I'm just sharing this story to entertain you guys today. I don't I don't I, there's no real particular mental nini theme theme <laughs> theme besides um telling you guys what my attachment style is and showing you how it affected 
my relationships or how it showed itself in my relationships because i was i think i was a very and i okay I'm in my in my current relationship i'm more at peace more mature but i think in my previous relationships i may have been may may yeah probably <laughs> may have been um very very a lot very much maybe a bit clingy because that that's a very um that's a very clear indication of an anxious attachment style someone who's needy jeez i called yeah you know what i fucking was i fucking was dog i fucking was someone who's needy and always wants attention and always literally as i told you i literally thought we were going to get married <laughs> yeah so yeah she breaks up with me ni 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 and we don't see each other until the day for collecting your 11 results and i see her again and dude it was tough it was so tough and i remember uh the drive back home with my mom i think i broke down in the car after seeing that girl again that's when my mom knew oh poor boy oh poor boy he's hurt <laughs> the boy is hurt the boy is hurting boy is hurting oh shit yo i'm not supposed to be saying <laughs> i'm not supposed to be saying but yeah man here's the fucked up thing now after that moment she saw me yeah she texted me and i didn't say hi to her nigga what the fuck was i going to say to you shit nigga shit yeah i didn't say hi to her i didn't like i got my results and i dipped dip 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 like when one savage in this bitch um yeah i left yeah and then she texted me oh you didn't say hi nini 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 i'm like bitch like uh what do you want me to say okay i didn't say that obviously <laughs> i was still like clinging to the hope that we would get back together and she gave me that she gave me that shit in that moment and i was so excited oh shit yeah nigga my relationship is back on dude a few days later and this was some fucked up shit man you don't do that to someone by the way like we've already broken up don't now tell them Don't now tell me oh you're ready to get back together then two days later come and say oh shit I think I was just like overwhelmed by seeing you I don't really want to get back together now I was broken times two like what the fuck dude that was that was harsh that was so harsh <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that night I call I you like my my god nililia machozi nililia machozi kulia machozi like it was serious man like that was like i was already like properly pole pole going through the healing process i was like coming to terms with it then you give me the hope of oh shit we're gonna get back together and then a few days later you're like nah i didn't really mean it oh my god and that's that's one thing in my relationships that i've, I've, I've always it's always pissed me off don't tell me shit that you don't mean dog like just tell me the fucking truth like on a serious note just tell me the fucking truth don't tell me anything don't say anything because in that moment you feel like um like you know what you know you know what i'm trying to say guys like don't tell me shit that you don't mean that's basically what i'm trying to say so that relationship ended and um let's move on to the second relationship you dude from 16 to 18 Yo I was I was hopping in relationships. I was a relationship frog hopping hopping everywhere, hopping hopping everywhere. And then when I went abroad, there was nowhere to hop. <laughs> there was nowhere to hop by the way. Hey yo. Abroad was hectic. It was hectic. 
it was too dark. <laughs> it was it was zero dark thirty. That's a movie. I don't even know what that reference meant, but you know what? I'ma keep going. Second relationship came a few months after the first one broke my heart. Maybe end of 2016, that one broke my heart. Nini, nini, nini. Next relationship, February 2017. And oh my days, here's the worst thing. This is this is where I really learned about karma. This second relationship is where I really learned about karma, you guys. What comes around really fucking goes around. And um, for lack of a better... Let me just be blunt. It, it wasn't as directly as I'm going to say it, but you could definitely paint it that way. The second relationship, I think I stole somebody's girlfriend. And I don't think I ever... I don't know if I ever apologized. It was... Oh, I feel terrible. I feel fucking terrible thinking about it even. I stole someone's girlfriend, man. That's not fresh. And I'm not Mr. Steal Your Girl, by the way. I'm not Mr. Steal Your Girl. I'm Mr. Gets His Heart Broken. <laughs> That's me, dog. I'm not Mr. Steal Your Girl. But in this instance, I stole someone's girlfriend. I didn't really mean to. We just started liking each other when she, like we used to be uh, we used to sit next to each other in English class and we'd hang out, chat. We were close. We'd start. We'd start getting close in English, and um, it was fun, man. Like it was a good time, but it wasn't fresh. That at the time that person was in a relationship, and then literally, basically, after breaking up with that person, got straight with me, and that person. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> I think I hope you. I think I think you've clearly grown. I think you've clearly grown. But the way you used to you used to hop hop in and out of relationships, mm, that was heavy. That was heavy. So yeah, man, I stole someone's girlfriend, unfortunately, and we dated for a bit. And um, a few months into the relationship, I can literally feel you know you can feel when someone is pulling away from you, and you don't you don't know what to do. Like you guys were close, but for some reason, someone is. They just, they literally, you feel like they're drifting away from you. And um, for lack of a better way to put it, she was drifting away from me to someone else. <laughs> just drifting, man. I'm just letting the, the relationship river carry her wherever she wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. And um, long story short, this girl cheated on me. And she told me, that's how you know someone doesn't want to be with you anymore. How do you cheat on someone and then tell them? It was, and I, yo, I can recall that phone call. I don't even want to replay it because, yo, it's triggering. It's triggering. And that hurt me even more. But then, oh, my days, that was hectic. That was hectic. Now let me tell you a funny story. I think every after every relationship, there's a funny, except the third one. That one was different. Anyway, let's finish with this one. Um, yeah, so this girl tells me over the phone that she cheated on me, yeah? And um, I fucking lose my mind. I lose my fucking shit in my room. I remember that day. I don't know where my mom and my sister were, but they were not around. I was home alone. I lost my fucking shit. I remember I picked up a fucking far, the, the roll-on. I picked it up and I chucked it at my watch. Crash, bing, bang, pow. Okay, it wasn't that dramatic, yeah. <laughs> but I literally broke the my roll on man and it spilled everywhere. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. 
can't believe this shit. Who do I call my best friend? Shout out to you, Naomi. She's been there like since the first heartbreak. She's <laughs> she's been there, Abana. I love you so much, dog. So I call Naomi and I tell her, hey yo, Shore has cheated on me. Can I come to your place? I need like I need someone to just talk to. And she's like, Yeah, sure. So I take a mat. <clears throat> I take a mat and um, obviously I stop by a liquor store and I buy Hunter's Choice. Why did I have, how did I have that money? Dude, I'm thinking about these, these stories. I don't even remember how I had that money. But anyway, yeah, I bought a small quarter of Hunter's Choice and I went to Naomi's house. I drank, I poured my heart out. I cried in my best friend's arms and she she hyped me up, pole pole. And you know what? She helped me. She's like, I'm so grateful for for that girl. Honestly, thank you so much. But yeah, I got my comfort for my best friend, and um, I took a mat back, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to fucking go home. Yo, this this breakup really took me on an adventure that day, and I was drunk. Yeah, I was so drunk. I'm the only one who drank. She didn't want to drink fucking Hunter's Choice. It was nasty. <laughs> it was disgusting. So yeah, I, I bought Hunters and I was drinking. Obviously, I got drunk, yeah? And I take a mat back, but I'm like, shit, man, I don't want to go back home. So I pass by Village Market. And I just walk around, man. I, I really had no point of going to Village Market. And I come across this guy. I come across, I think he was a construction worker. I don't even remember his name, man. But still, God just puts people in your life at certain times for certain reasons. And I just struck up a conversation with this random guy. And I told him, hey, yo, fam, this girl has cheated on me. And then this guy also tells me, hey, yo, even him, his wife cheated on him. <laughs> Mind you, this is 17-year-old Imran, drunk as a skunk, talking to a random person, a random construction worker at Village Market and telling him how a girl broke my heart. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you that day was quite something. That day was quite something. Alright, I finished my conversation with homie at Village Market and I still don't want to go home. I'm in so much anguish. I'm in so much pain. So what happens? I stop by Ruaka and I go to a shady ass liquor store. I will never forget it. Mama She. Mama She's liquor store. <laughs> and it was like a it was a store by near the side of the road and also it had small seating yeah so i went there and what did i fucking buy did i buy anything there or was i bought for i can't even remember man let's say i bought something and i drank and i chandered <laughs> i chandered right outside mama she's liquor store and obviously i was telling mama she how this girl cheated on me mama she was really nice to me and listened to this heartbroken 17 year old tell his story and get drunk <laughs> and here's where it gets a bit wild there's a nigger there an older man called francis i will never forget this guy and this is how i know god just loves me bro francis was also drunk and drinking and he was also listening to my story and i feel it's getting dark i like yo i need to go home francis offers to drop me home Dude, I entered Francis's car. This guy could have been anyone or anything. This guy could have been a rapist. He could have taken me to a forest and fucking done whatever he wanted to me. And I entered his car. 
<laughs> I entered his car, dog. Like that's when I think about it now, that's wild. That's fucking wild. I entered his car and I directed him to my place and he dropped me home. Even he was drunk. I hope I think yeah, I think he got home safe. But yo, I was dude fucking wild ass day the day that girl told me she cheated on me i just went on a rampage and i didn't want to go home and be alone with my thoughts it was weak it was too much it was too much for me to think about it's too much for me to deal with yeah so that's the story of my second heartbreak the third relationship was more wholesome but um i wasn't really the best boyfriend because once again Mr. Frog, Mr. Relationship Frog, hopping from one relationship to another. Yeah, um, I was. I don't think I, I was very insecure, and I was very maybe. I don't think controlling, but I would. They, whenever there were arguments in the relationship, I was always the one apologizing in the end because I was always the one doing stupid, saying or doing whatever stupid shit. And this girl was so gracious. This girl was dope. Such an honest, amazing, lovely soul, and I think I don't know if as I don't know if many people can speak as highly of their exes as I can, but <laughs> I'm just a very I I don't like holding things, you know I don't like holding things. Uh, I'm a person who loves. I'm a person who cares. I don't like holding things in my heart, especially when it's negativity. So yeah, this girl was dope really dope but this relationship was doomed to fail because a nigga had failed year 12 and i was there i was in year 13 for a semester like that semester was just jokes to me i had i was not planning on doing exams because me already knew hey in january a nigga is off to cyprus i am not continuing this shit i'm not continuing this shit called um because those results, those results, oh my god, oh my god. And so it's not even I did I did badly, but hey, I think niggas did much worse. Niggas did much worse. And there was a mass exodus from year 12 to university because niggas saw their results and they saw, hey, things are going to get hard. So this relationship was doomed from the beginning. I don't even know why. <laughs> we dated but it was a great experience and i met an amazing soul i really did i really fucking did and those are my three re- official relationships i don't want to talk about situationships do i hmm. you know what fuck it man fuck it let's let's get into the one the one situationship that happened in cyprus and this one really it, I think it was worse than the cheating because it what? in terms of fear of abandonment, this was the worst thing that could ever happen. So I'll keep it short. Um, me and this person were, were both like each other's rebounds. And my dumb ass thought I'm going to be Mr. Relationship Frog again. No ways. This girl cut my legs out from under me. Quick step, quick step. And she didn't want to be with me. She got with someone else. Someone, in fact, forget that. The the guy she got with after me wasn't even at your friend, really. But then she broke up with that guy. And um, the person she got with after 
and subsequently after that were people that I considered to be my new friends in Cyprus. And that's when I realized, hey fam, like no one on this earth owes you shit. No one owes you shit, unfortunately. And I used to really go around really thinking that. So basically in short form, and the this the story is obviously way more um detailed and way more nuanced that I'm telling it. None of these women are villains, by the way. This is me taking accountability for how I was. How I was. That feels nice to say. How I was, not how I am. How I was and how I'm... Um, my growth, man. My growth has been truly, truly immense. I was someone who, as you saw, jumped from relationship to relationship and um, thought those people were always going to be the one. Um, but I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase, until you heal, you're going to keep meeting the same person in different bodies. <laughs> going to keep meeting the same person in, this, in different bodies. And um, in terms of fear of abandonment, this girl did not just um, not get with me, but she got with people I thought were friends. And that broke me even more. Like... It makes you feel worthless, you know, like um, like those people are better than you. But in reality, you're not. In reality, you're not better than anyone, and no one is better than you. We are literally all equals. In the deepest level of our beings, we are literally all equal. So no one is better than you. If that's the lesson, if there's a lesson you can take from, t- <gasps> excuse me again. If there's a lesson you can take from today's episode is that no one is better than you and you are better than no one. And fast forward to now, I am in a very happy and healthy relationship. I love this girl with all my fucking heart, man. Like Kila Kitu. Every, the, every fiber of my being is just in love with this girl. And we want to grow together and experience life together. It's it's truly something beautiful that I've found. So once again, everything that I went through, everything that I felt, it all happened for a reason. It all happened for a reason. And right now I'm at a point in my life where I've healed from those past heartbreaks. I'm still trying to heal from the major thing that caused me to have this anxious attachment style and caused me to behave this way in my relationships. It's still something I'm working on, but I've reached a point in my life where I can be in a healthy, stable, loving, and respectful relationship with someone who loves me and respects me and values me for who I am and understands me and is willing to grow with me. And um, that's something I truly wish for everyone for everyone who's listening to this episode. Whether you want to be in a relationship or not, just start by loving yourself. Be in a relationship with yourself. Shit, man. Fuck, I've just exposed my 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 <laughs> my, my my lack of um what am I trying to say? The fact that I'm not very good at Kiswahili. So let me just, you know what, I'll leave that there and you can laugh at me as you listen. 
before you find someone <laughs> before you find someone to love you love yourself first man and it's been a fucking journey man you, you even wonder why the fuck what the fuck was i doing dating at 16 years old but hey it's brought me here and i'm happy and i'm super fucking happy and i hope that you who is listening are feeling my happiness and you can connect with it in in some way shape or form i really want to connect with my listeners that's 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 something that's very important to me something that's incredibly important to me i want to really connect with my listeners i want you guys to know me i want to know you guys and i want us to grow together um so yeah man i think that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening i I'm Imran Jomo, and I am here to entertain, to liberate, to inspire, and to educate. Okay? That's what I'm here to do. Thank you for listening to Mental Wealth Episode 3. I will be back soon with another one. Peace out. Deuces. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Kwaheri. Okay, I've forgotten the other languages. (laughs) Deuces, guys. 